Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Nobody knows that I have blood running through me. A parting gift from my former employer. What are you going to ask for in return? Three favors. Mm. And you must agree. You are now officially in a hedge maze. Double, double, toil and trouble. I'm, I'm Fleance. Uh, my, my papa's name was, it was Bonquo. Did I say Bonnie? We can be your friend if you want. Come with us. Zero, I'm always going to be with you. Listen to my voice. Drown out everything else. And you need to run. We need to be smarter about how we go through this maze. Around the corner, it, there's a three-pronged option, kind of just like three avenues. You see two of the three have this fog over it, and one is leading into a clearing that's headed towards what looks like could be an outer edge. Bursting forth through the hedge, you see this enraged bugbear. Roll for initiative, my friends. Thunder in the skies above the leafy maze. Enter three adventurers pursued by a bugbear. Shall we roll initiative? Let's do it. We shall. Kate, that's your nerdiest joke yet, and I love it so much. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Oh, no. It's such a deep pull. Nine. Oh. I got an eight. Oh, man, last time you guys rolled two, this was... 19. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. With the pattern of the way things have been in this maze, this bugbear is probably going to become our best friend. (laughs) It's going to be a (laughs) nice sweet man. It's going to want like tea or something. Oh my gosh. I'd love to have tea with a bugbear. I have to remember, what does a bugbear look like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Google that. I always think it's like those like little like amoebas that are called bear or something. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot what those are called. No, but like a definitely... big one of those. It looks no, like an orc yeah. and a bear mixed together, kind of. Oh, wait. Have you seen this one version that's like the rock? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see if I can put it in. Oh, wait, what is it's, this? It's, it's basically they took that famous image of oh. the rock and the turtleneck and chain with the fanny pack. Oh, but I they see. made it a bug bear, and it's really cute. So can he look like that? Yes, that is exactly what he looks like. Yes. Yes. You see, yeah, so you, you three are, are uh, you, you turn tail a little bit because you hear footsteps coming and looking over your shoulder, you see the rock. It is the rock bugbear, chain, turtleneck, 90s jeans, fanny pack in all his glory. Yeah. Can I roll a perception check to see if I smell what he's cooking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, it's going to be very low. His, okay. his, his smell is strong. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, that was that's really a, good, Aaron. That's an eleven. <laughs> but can you can't he get an advantage for how good that joke Why? was? I think okay. he, I, I think we should give him advantage for how good that joke was. No, you you you. <laughs> you want me to give him inspiration for yeah. inspiration? I'm so sorry. Yes. Look, dear audience, let me allow you behind behind the scenes for me, your DM. You perhaps have noticed that in the span of how many novels we've had by now, what is it, seven, eight novels? We're in an eighth novel. I have been scanty with my gifting of inspiration. And it yeah. is not because I am uh, holding back and being miserly. It is truly because I forget. I, <laughs> I, in fact, right now have in front of me a a post-it that is in all caps very big that says inspo and then underlined yes. because I do want to remember to give inspiration in those moments that you uh you guys deserve it um however sorry Kimmy not that time yeah, that's not <laughs> how you get give, it I'm and, gonna give Aaron inspiration also a quick for plug for, that, for the uh, Patreon if you want to be a Patreon you can come and talk to us about inspiration in yes. in the flesh yes. it's been happening the internet yes been it has it has been noted duly so but yes you, you you sniff the air and it is a it's a spicy smell he is he is cooking up something spicy mm. it makes your nostrils flare he had beef stew for lunch <laughs> penny you uh you're first up in the order for uh initiative so what would you like to do i think i'm going to walk up to the bugbear all right, I'm gonna ask a dumb D and D question. Am I able to like try to use persuasion instead of an act? Yes. Like, act? like does that still work in these moments? Okay. Yeah. So even though you have rolled initiative, and and typically in initiative you're thinking of it battle wise, but mm-hmm. you're able to take a multitude of actions, and one of those, yes, you can talk to the this other entity that you are perhaps going to battle with, perhaps going to communicate with. You can use things like persuasion or intimidation or performance. So yes, if you want to try and persuade said bugbear go for it all right penny is going to step forward hands in a prayer formation and she's going to walk up uh, slowly to this bugbear and say dear sir i think you have the idea that we are here to attack or cause problems but in fact we are here to help the lady in the house please be good and let us pass you by we do not want to cause any trouble here tonight um and then i persuasion yes do that well, I got an 11, so that's not going to do much. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just have a note that's a thing mm-hmm. that I've been thinking about a long time? Mm-hmm. You got to not say that stuff, Kimmy, because like, who knows if it is or not? You're right. I'm sorry. DM, I won't, I won't just shut myself You're down. like a lawyer. Your lawyer being like, that point was stupid, Judge. Just ignore what I said. <laughs> Everything right. I said I'm was terrible. I'm not going to do it. Don't sell yourself short. I mean, Don't sell least, yourself short. I will not sell myself short. I will not sell myself short. So I rolled an 11. Hope that works. Yeah, you see, you see this, this, this hulking figure just looming over you. And it, it takes two deep breaths. And in the span of that time, in the back of his throat, you hear just this slight whine. Um, can you roll a perception for me as well? I got a 13 on that one. And as you hear this kind of pathetic whine in the back of the bugbear's throat, you notice a, a, a glimmer in his eyes uh, that kind of gutters out for a second, almost like the wavering of a candle in the wind. 
And for a moment, his hand that had been raised holding a morning star starts to lower back down. Um, but in an instant, that fire comes to life again in his eyes and he raises it up and he's going to just let out this tormented yell and swing for you since he's next in the order anyways. Well, so. can I use cunning action? I get a bonus action in battle. So mm-hmm. once he does that, I sigh and go, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. And then I <laughs> would like to, I think this counts as one action you tell me not, but I can use dash. So I'd like to slip between his legs. So I'm like slide underneath him. So I'm suddenly behind him. So this would be more of a dodge action. Dodge. Uh, but since it's going to be as well, if you typically use the dodge action, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Aaron, uh, that would be kind of your whole turn instead of attacking against them. But in this case, you didn't attack him. And so I'm more than happy to say that you're doing that. Well, um, the I, cunning action says I get bonus action in battle, dash, disengage, high, dexterity check. Does this true. not count that's as true. that? Bonus action does. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Well, someone yes. knows her player sheet. I'm trying She's to use things. things. I'm not trying to use things. Look how far you've come. Look how far you've come. I know, come. where I can actually read the sheet in front of me. It's really <laughs> impressive. Oh, that you have the info up in your I apologize for interrupting you, by the way. I should no, not have done that. You do it. Yeah, you do that. Right. So you're going to dash between his legs and like, kind of like try to sliding get into, uh, sliding into third base move though not in a sexual way slide between his legs which makes it awkward but I slide through his legs to kind of stand up behind him so I can have a good he'll either have to sh- turn his back to the others and be um, uh, way more vulnerable to the other two or um, sorry guys or no he no will... what now you already spoke on it now now I have to pause you and ask what is sliding in the third base in a sexual way well I mean all the bases and all the bases are are sexual oh you mean like the no that's home run what third base oh, okay I don't yeah know bases, sorry I do you remember Arrested Development where they always made those jokes where they would show the shot of the baseman sliding oh, into the to sec- third base for like George <laughs> yes. Michael and maybe hooking yes. up Yes. That's what I was thinking about. Anyway, I <laughs> apologize. That was really derailing. If there's a way to cut it, you can. But Penny is going to slide between his legs using a dash or a dodge and basically pop up behind him, trying to make him vulnerable to at least either just me or to the two of you. Oh, smart, smart. He's going to follow that. And bumbling, he's going to still try and aim at you. You've gotten his attention. Uh, and... I would say in that moment, it was only you, Penny, that noticed any kind of flickering in the eyes, any kind of faltering. So as far as Awen and Bertram are aware, you did not see anything out of there. All you see is just this hulking figure of a, a monster, of a, of a bugbear, and it is now focusing all of its energy and attention entirely on Penny. And so it's going to swing at you still, Penny, but I'm going to have him do this with disadvantage because of how you redirected him and slid. Great. So that's good that that was a disadvantage because that was a nat 20 for the first one. Oh, damn, two nat 20s in a row. I swear, you guys, I swear. Go in that room and check. (laughs) <laughs> bye penny bye, march penny. here yeah <laughs> march i was gonna here. say i think i only have 14 hit points right now so i'm probably dead well we'll see we'll see okay yeah that that is gonna strike true and it's gonna strike double gonna hit right so on my head do. 
It's going to strike oh. double? Mm-hmm, that's what a nat 20 does. Ugh. Except for in D&D 1, in which case it's nothing. <laughs> Bet you're wishing you slid sexually now. <laughs> I have a real thing for bugbears. <laughs> okay, like it's going to hit you for 30. Oh! Well, I mean, I'm just... done. You're knocked so out. You're knocked well, out. you're knocked out. I'm knocked, knocked out. out. Sorry, sorry. I'm not dead. I'm knocked out. Mm-hmm. He raises the morning star above his head and just crashes it down. And because you're you slid on the ground and you were still there, maybe even you're you're still on your way of getting back up. It made an actual easier position for him to carry that downward stroke all the way. Sorry, guys. And Awen and Bertram, you just see this hulking morning star just crash into her uh, her chest and just knock her there and she goes still bertram what do you do bertram pulls out his quill and real quick the area that we're in are we in that kind of fork in the road that's going off multiple directions where we're seeing the two fog trails and the kind of the 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 clearer trail to the right i just wanting to get the hell out of there and wanting to like move on, I am Just going to ca- leave her be. Let, let her sleep, eternal sleep. I'm going to cast Mage Hand, and what I want to do is I want to cast Mage Hand inside one of the trails of fog, and I want that big hand to be waving like it's wafting a fart or something. I want it to be <laughs> <Okay>. wafting <laughs> the air. And I'm, what I'm wanting to kind of do is fill this space. I want to pull that fog into this space, hoping to just, yeah, make it really hard to see. So that way, hopefully, we can just sneak through and, and, and hopefully pull her out and just and, and get through here. Yeah, you do that. You successfully do that. In, in the middle of that, too, as, as this... This hand materializes in midair and then goes into the middle of some of that fog. It does. It starts to wend and its way around and the wisps cover the eyeline of the bugbear. Um, but it also covers your eyeline too. And so Penny is shielded from your sight. But right. you as well are shielded from this bugbear sight. I'm going to say, Awen, we need to grab Penelope and sneak through. Go to that trail on the far right that seems to be clear. And I'm going to start, and with my, the rest of my turn, I'm just going to try and start, like, hugging, hugging, like, the, the side, putting my, like, like a blind person, kind of like, hugging my, putting my hand against the wall of, like, the shrubbery, and trying to just sneak kind of close to the, to the wall, sneaking by. And real quick, I'm going to roll my, <laughs> real quick, probably forget my wild Yes. Will he pop? That was a one. Yes. Let's go. Here we go, baby. 13. Uh, you cast confusion centered on yourself. <laughs> You're doing uh, the maze's work. Let me look You're this doing up. the maze's work for it. <laughs> Um, air, oh, it's a fourth level confused. enchantment. Okay, this spell assaults and twists creatures' minds, spawning delusions and provoking uncontrolled actions. E- oh, shit. Each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range, which in this case is me, 
must succeed on a wisdom saving throw um, away, or right? become affected by it. What? You ran, you ran away, right? No, I think I'm hugging. I think I'm walking slowly because it's so dark in here. I think I'm like in range still. Maybe I'm away from you, Awen, and, and the boy, uh, Fleance, but I think I'm right probably next to Penelope. I'll, I'll let it be Kate's discretion of what she thinks. Yeah. We have to make yeah, a wisdom so save he... against your spell save, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, uh Penny 14. can't. Oh! <laughs> Well, no. she can't be confused, she, I guess. It's, it's not going to affect her. She's completely out. So it might just be all the rest of us, which sounds really fun. Yes. In, in this manner, actually, where you are in this corridor made of leaves, you are all within 10 feet of Bertram still. Awesome. Sick. And now covered with fog. So we're all going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> oh, let's go. Okay. So what's your spell save, DC? 14. So we all get a beat of 14. I, ha- I got 14. That beats it. Okay, Bugbear got 16. Nope, I got, a, <laughs> I got a, an unnatural one. <laughs> a two minus one. And Flance also uh, failed. He got a four. Oh. How did the Bugbear okay. do? Bugbear got a 16. Oh, he's the only one that did hit, passed it. And Awen, Awen passed it. this one. Oh, Awen yeah, passed okay. it too. Passed okay, it. Yeah. so let me see what happens here. So I got to roll a D, I got to roll a D10. Uh, where's your D10? Okay, let's see what happens. So for the people uh, at home. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. You can feel people no, at no, home. No, I was just saying, if, if he rolls a one, uh, it's going to use all of its movement. He's going to use all of its movement in a different direction. And if he rolls a two through a six, nothing happens. Uh, or they can't, they can't move or, or make an action. Yeah, the, the, uh, if, the, the turn is that, I'm, yeah, that I don't do anything in the sense that I lose a turn. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, there's a couple of other ones as well. Yeah. Um, well, I'll go ahead and finish it up. Seven through eight, the creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a random, randomly determined creature within its reach. Uh, and then nine through ten, the creature can act and move normally. And I got a ten. So I'm good. So I can act and move normally. So I kind of like saved on the second one. So as you're casting Mage Hand and you, you see just this ghostly hand wafting that fog in the correct direction, enshrouding all of you in its darkness, you once again feel that pull of magic from within. And much like earlier, as you came crashing down to the ground alongside two other images, three other images of yourself, um, you, you feel this pull, and before you can react quickly enough to hold it in check, it bursts out of you, and this disorienting wind swirls around. And your reaction, at least knowing that it's coming, you ground down and you center yourself quickly enough so that you feel disoriented for just a moment. You feel confused, as it were, for just a moment. Um, and then all goes very still. And you hear just the soft breaths of those around you because you still cannot see the bugbear. You cannot see Penny. You can barely see Awen. But then a small shriek arises from next to you and you hear the pitter-patter of Fleance just screaming and running uh, further down towards the bugbear. Oh, no. Wrong direction. Awen, what do you do? Awen... Runs and tries to find Penny. She's downed, and he's gonna he's gonna try to stabilize her. 
Because of the obstruction of the fog and the presence of this, you know, screaming running boy and the bugbear that's over there, I'm going to have you, hmm, I think for this I'm going to have you roll survival. Okay. So that you can accurately and quickly get to her without stepping on the wrong spot, without getting the attention of your potential enemy. It's a 19. Hell yeah, it is. You find Penny. All right, I find her, and let's see here. I, uh, let's see, I reach down, and I get really close to her ear, and I whisper a prayer, a druidic prayer, uh, as I touch over her, both of her temples, and finally in her forehead, and that's as, as, as I'm breathing out the last syllable of the prayer, I touch her forehead, and I cast Healing Word. Um, so you get two health, or four health. Woo! All right. Uh, so would I awaken then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Penny mm-hmm. just like coughs awake and immediately just says like, he's conflicted. It's conflicted. And as you're saying that too, Awen, you, you, you hear Penny just immediately come to life and just be, without skipping a beat, she's saying that. And you also hear over your left shoulder, Fleance, you know, reach this bugbear and you hear him yell out, wait, it's you, McDuff, McDuff, come on. And, you, and he's just striking just these little tiny kid wrists um, in, 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 into just this armor plated uh, mass of, of a bugbear. Um, and you hear him like shriek out in pain and you look and you can kind of squint your eyes and see the figure of this bugbear grabbing his wrists and lifting him up. Ooh. And over and over, you just hear Fleance shouting, Macduff, please! Macduff! Macduff, please! Penny, what do you do? Real quick, what did, what did Penelope say when she woke up? It's conflicted? Yeah. The bugbear, because she could see in his eyes when she tried to persuade oh, him to be good. Oh, okay. I didn't he, know what like, you're talking about. Moment. Gotcha. She was trying to say, like, this is a conflicted bugbear. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I had uncanny dodge before, too, so that could have gone better. Um, forgot about that. <laughs> someone, someone doesn't know her player sheet. <laughs> someone tried to use hers and then forgot about something. Um, she's going to, like, wrench herself up. Um, and then I think immediately try, take her daggers. Which way is the bug? The bugbear is facing away from her, right? He is facing, oh, yeah, he's so facing away from you. Um, and then Awen's hovering over you, and he's over Awen's left shoulder, so to your right. To my right, facing away from me. She's going to, like, kind of, like, unsteadily, like, pull herself up, immediately grab her daggers, and try to slash both of them at the calf. She's going to try to disable this thing without killing it. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack twice, because you're, you're double, dual wielding here. Mm-hmm. So you're attacking for both of your daggers. The attack bonus is that for my roll, or is that for if I get the roll? That's for the, that's for the roll, it's, right? It's it's to hit. To hit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty four. Yes. And eighteen. Yep, they both hit. Get one for one of them. Four for another one. Yeah, he kind of cries out and just like the this little burst short burst of pain and he drops flance 
he's going to reach into just behind him and you'll see this shing of this large two-handed sword. And once again, he's going to turn in anger and he's going to swing down at you, Awen. Okay. That's a two versus AC. Let me guess. Does not hit. That's not. Yeah, that's right. Good, okay. good intuition. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But as he's hacking down, uh, I also would invite you, Awen, to roll perception. Absolutely. All right. That's 18. Because of this forewarning from Penny, you hearing her say he's con- or it's conflicted, you two see that kind of sickly greenish glow in his eyes and and you've seen bugbears before you you know typically what they would look like and and this is not a normal pair of eyes for a bugbear as it were and so you you also notice something seems off and although he seems to be hitting with ferocity uh, and for the one time that he hit your friend was very much on target something's off here and it just doesn't hit you quite well. But before you can do anything, Bertram, it's your turn in the order. I'm assuming from where I'm at, I can't see like any of this. It's just no, like you're just fog hearing this. And so much yeah. noise. Yeah, they're you're, all you're kind of hearing like Fleance all... yell out a name, McDuff. You you hear yeah. uh, Penny come to and yell out, "It's conflicted." You hear a grunt and cry of pain from the bugbear. Um, and then you hear just a loosening of a sword from a scabbard and a swing through the air, but nothing hits. I think, I mean, I'm probably hearing this commotion happening. I, I heard Fleance scream and is under duress. I think I would start kind of crawling on my hands and knees, kind of keeping low to the ground towards like the center of where I think the action is happening. Uh, hoping to come across, hoping if I'm that low, I'm beneath maybe where the bugbear can like maybe see me perfectly, and maybe I can I can see Fleance before the bugbear sees me. Yeah, you you see the crumpled form of Fleance on the ground. Okay, great. Before you get to anybody else. Okay. Um, Fleance, we have to get out of here now. Follow me. No, come with me. No, we can't. We can't leave. It's it's McDuff. We can't. Who's McDuff? He was, he was daddy's friend. Something's wrong. He, ha, we haven't seen him for weeks. Um, do I, from where I'm at now, am I seeing, am I seeing the bugbears like feet or am I seeing where it's at? Yes. Yeah. He, he's, he's within reach for you. So he's, he's less than six feet away. He's not uh, facing you. Right. Uh, but yeah, you can you can see him clearly up to like his knees, and then it kind of gets fogged out a yep. bit. I can I can fill in the gaps in my mind of not seeing him, but knowing where the bugbear is, I from the ground holding on to Fleance, I point up to the bugbear and cast message, and I'm trying again, kind of because it kind of worked well for Penelope in the last episode. And I'm going to try and speak to it and try and break through the noise and speak right to its mind and say, Macduff, friend of Banquo, stop this madness now. Persuasion, maybe? Roll persuasion with advantage. Okay. Use his friend's name. That was a 21. 
Damn. That was a net 20. Well, hot damn. Yeah, you see him kind of as if he's moving forward towards a one in a menacing manner, and he stops. And his shoulders relax, and he looks at you. And, A, when you see that green light kind of gutter and go out, um, and he looks at you, Bertram. Please. You've, you've got to... I, I can't... I can't hold on too much longer. Please, you've... You've, you've got to break this. It's... It's them. I... I, I can't, I, I can't, and, How and you do we see break just his this? face just How do we break screw this? up. It's blood, willingly, just willing blood. And then he just, the, you see that same just look of consternation and, and this clamping down, but then his face goes slack again, and the green lights, the sickly just like glow there pops back into his eyes. Awen, what do you do? Real quick, I got to resolve my mom magic search. See if I get another one. Nope, 14. Okay, sorry. Can I see him? Yeah, he's, he's close enough because he's looming over you. The green, I, I see the green kind of come back in his eyes. Yes. And I also heard him say the thing about the blood. Mm-hmm. Can I cut my hand as a free action? Mm. Yeah, you can. He has a blade out, right? Mm-hmm. I'd like to run my hand. I'd like, to, I'd like to walk up to him and run my hand down his blade and wipe it onto his face. Damn. And I say, end this right now or it gets real dirty real quick. Roll Arcana for me. Ooh, it's the magic. Harry Potter is a wizard. 23. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> it's a wizard. Once again, that, that same, just this menacing growl that had erupted from him as you were reaching out with your free hands, uh, almost in warning. But as the, the blood you wipe over his hands falls into really his, his eyes, and it, it, I don't want to even think of what that has to do physiologically, um, but it falls into his eyes and like drips down his face. And that light doesn't just gutter, but it just it melts. Um, it, that's the best way that you can visualize it. And, and you're the only one who really sees this, but it's almost as like if, if that light melts in much the same manner um, that you have seen the sand drifting through the globe, the same way that you saw those inky forms come out and out of the ring and then dissipate back into it. There's just something about the manner of movement that hearkens to this show of magic that you have seen tonight and you are out of initiative well done well done i trip i trip uh mcduff and i push him backwards down onto the ground he he that's so easy to do like he's just still you can see just his face is in shock and he lands heavily with a thud what happened to you how how did this happen you tell us right now. The, the last I, I remember, I, I, I was having, I was supposed to have a meeting with, with Macbeth, and I got in the room and it, it was the lady, and 
my vision went black and then I heard these these voices just chanting and next thing I know I, I everyone I look at it, it's it's in a mist and my hands are moving my arms are moving my legs are moving I I can't control myself I, I I don't know it feels it feels like it's been forever I, where are we do you know this boy? Any points over at um, Fleance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sh- I, I, I bring him closer because we're still in the fog. So I come, uh, I come a little closer so he can see. I kind of st- we're kind of standing over Macduff as he's kind of waking up from his dreamlike state. Oh, Fleance, you're you're okay. Oh my god. And he he opens his arms and the boy just like runs straight into them. Macduff, did you know Bunko? Boonquo? Banquo? Yes. Banquo. Yeah, his dad. Why? And he's still hugging him, but he's looking at you over the the, the boy's head and you, you start to see the boy kind of just shut in and, and on himself and kind of curl in and start to just cry. And he looks down and very concernedly, what's wrong? Why? What about Benquo? Benquo was slain here. Extreme shock just is, is just written over every line of his face. What do you mean? He was slain. What, what is this place? Listen, we don't have a lot of time to talk. We weren't there. Fleance was there. Listen, you have to look over him now. You're the only one who knows. And we need to get out of here and find some way to defeat Macbeth, the lady. The lady one, not the other one. We don't, we don't know anything about where that one was. Nothing at all. Nothing. Uh, y- yeah, yes, w- of course, and he and he pulls Fleance back out, and holds him at arm length. I've I've got you. It. I always told you you'd be part of our family. You, especially, especially once my wife and my daughter they, they were gone. I, you're like a second son to me. I, I've got you. But, I don't know where I'm going to take you. Uh, Bertram, uh, kind of helps. Offers a hand and helps Macduff off the ground. I say, "Come on, everyone. Let's let's get out of this fog so we can show him where we are." And uh, if everyone follows me, I take Macduff and Fleance, and we kind of step out, kind of going forward through the fog to that one to the far right path that seemed clear. And once we emerge from the fog, I point up and say, "We're just outside the villa. Do you? We're, we're trapped in a maze." In, in a place oh, where no. these three witches are just tormenting us mentally, physically, every which way. What, do you know much about this maze? Did you know, did you know about this before, it exi- uh, before you were trapped in here? Do you know much about the villa? If you, if you came with us, could you help us move about the villa? Uh, of course I, I know about the villa. Um... I've been living around here for for a while. I've I've been working alongside Macbeth, but if if you're saying this is a maze, then that means that they set up the Weird Sisters. 
Which means we, we are fucked. Why is that? How long, before all this, and he kind of points and gestures towards his head, before all this happened, they, they were setting it up. I, I, don't, I don't know too much about the mechanics of it, but I do know that the Weird Sisters are entities that like to play with their quarry. And those that get out when they were testing it before at a different location, their minds were horribly altered. Count yourself lucky that your mind's not that way now. No, but that was that was a hell that I never want to relive. Not having to control any control over myself. Is is Macbeth still there? I mean who, well, first of all, why are you here? How did you get mixed up in this? I've never seen you before. Well, listen, we're doing a lot of talking, but what we need to do is a lot of lady killing. Um, so if you could help us with that, that would be awesome. We're here as a friendly group of people that just saved your ass and your friend's kid's ass. And so we could use your help if you don't want to help us. You're more than welcome to leave. Especially if we want to make it out of this maze alive. I like five against three a lot more than three against three. I have a question, Kate. Mm-hmm. Real quickly. The stones that get us back to the island, do we each need to have one to get to the island? Or if like one of us has one, we can all like port key it with them? Yeah, so it, you don't. So what you have in your possession is a stone that tells you the coordinates of where to go and where you're going to be transported. Got it. So you don't have to be holding it. You just have to be in the exact spot at the right time. And the so stone if, tells you at different times where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it tells okay, you the so, coordinates, but like the coordinates are here. It might be like you have to go a mile southwest, and that's where it's at. So Penny, Penny's going to chime in and say, look, the truth is we're a little out of our league here. We're just trying to make things right, and it seems like things are pretty wrong here. But you both have been through enough, and I don't want the kid to get more trauma. Uh, so Penny pulls out of her bag and looks at the stone, uh, looks at it kind of fondly, and then like hands it. And she says, go wherever this is and tell them you met us. Tell them you were friends. If you want to go, you're welcome to stay with us. I would immediately slap it out of her hand. Immediately. Yes. What are you doing? Penelope. Wait, are you going to force that, that them stone- to keep fighting? That stone, is not, that stone isn't going to magically lead his way out of this maze. It's going to tell him where to go. He'll figure it out. We're in a citadel of our foes. We signed a magical NDA. You want to bring this kid into this dangerous situation with I us? Want, He's not going to slow us down? Sorry, Flayons. Listen, listen, Penny. <laughs> this isn't about his story. It's not about McDuff's story. It's not about his dad's story. It's not about our story. It's about all the stories together. You can't just be giving away the secrets about to get out. They're safe. They're good. We're trying to get them out of here. He was just controlled by them. Like two seconds ago. We are safer in numbers, Penelope. Penelope crosses her arm, juts her hip out, and then looks at Macduff. You like, what can do you cross do? your arms all you want. This isn't another bunny you can save or another old friend you can jump in front of and take another slashing. We need Penny to stay together. Penny rolls her eyes and Listen. looks at Macduff and says, what do you want to do? We'd love to have you, but we can't force you to come with us. That's not true. We don't want to force you to come with us. 
I can already tell that the sisters have done a shit ton with all of you right now. No, we carried in we, as a group. We carried is, that this baggage. This is looking like it's holding onto by threads. This we carried is that baggage in us. here. This is a, a Tuesday for us. Please. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're not making him want to join us, guys. <laughs> we are all stuck here. Meaning, whether or not I f- fight alongside you into the citadel of, of foes or whatever you want to call it, it is in all of our best interests that we work together to get out of this. So, of course, we need to work together to get out of the maze. But as soon as we do, I'm not taking him, and he gestures to Fleance, anywhere near that lady. Told you guys. That's fine, but you're not taking our stone with you that gets us back to our people, Penelope. You all have one as well. Listen. Is that true? You can't just give anybody a stone. That's oh, not there's true. only one? If only Never someone mind. took notes. Penny. Penelope, you're Damn. the leader. I did. I wrote, Don't be petty. Come on. I wrote stone to get us to island. I didn't know I had the only one. The penny goes like, they didn't give you guys one? It's because you said you are wow. our leader of they this group. They trust me. I think mm-hmm. we need a recount or a revote. Oh my God. Too soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen. We're doing a lot of talking. We need to do a lot of walking to get us up, get us up out of this maze and get us over to kill us some lady, Macbeth. So bad. (laughs) bad. That that whole sentence, that whole sentence was insane. (laughs) And yes, it's staying in. Current state. I know. I this jocking up to that. Yeah, a wins current state. It's not me sweating. It's not the heat. You know, the, I happen to agree with this ornery druid, I, at, least, <laughs> at least for the fact that we, we need to take action, especially if anything from my waking nightmare is telling me I, something about timing, something about people, creatures, anyone that I would come across. It seems like time is of the essence. Yeah. Um... If if people start start moving forward and start walking down it, I want to hang back with Penelope again, and I want to like pull her back as people start walking, and I look at her, and I take the stone, I take the stone from her hand, and I say, Penelope, I told you we need to smarten up. This is bigger than the three of us, the five of us. It's certainly bigger than one single boy. Now, we will fight to keep everyone alive that we can, but we can't fly off the handle and start giving away our coordinates to our team, to our information. We wouldn't know where to go. We'd be lost and stranded out here. We have a job to do. And as our leader, you need to smarten up. And I take the stone, I shove it back in her bag, and I start walking off. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, at the halfway point to say, hey, thank you for listening. And before we head back to this crazy adventure, just a few notes, as it were. Uh, First, I want to invite you to come and join us on Patreon. 
We, of course, will have a link in the description box, but you can also go into patreon.com in search of My Cement and Monsters. Uh, there you can find some really cool perks at different levels of membership. All, also, really cool names of these levels of membership. You can be part of Frankenstein's Monsters, Captain Ahab's Crew, Gatsby's Guests, um, and many, many more. So come and join the fun. You'll get some cool perks. Like after we finish tonight with our recording of the show, we'll stick around and kind of in a more relaxed atmosphere, talk over some behind the scenes ideas and joke and you get to know us and it's a laugh. Come on down. Uh, I would also like to invite you to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Takes just a few moments to just click however many stars you think you'd like to lend us. And if you want, you can also just write a few lines. We read it, we love it, and it helps spread the gospel of Omamam. So please take some time, do it. We love it. With that said, uh, thank you again for listening, and let's head back to the show. The five of you trudge onward down this leafy path, and you, you, you come to another fork. And before you can go any further, Macduff reaches out a hand, a, a really clawed hand, um, and to stop you from going forth anymore, and looks at you, Awen. I'm, I'm fine. I'll, I'll, why don't I go first? Something about this seems familiar. And he goes down the left-hand side and comes back. I think it's clear, and I think it's an outer edge. I want to look at his face and see if I see any of that green that I saw previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that perception? Yeah, perception would do that. It's a seven. You don't notice anything different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I do a quick perception? Maybe, I don't, know, I don't think I've done this yet, but like to see if there's any kind of worn path one way or the other. Maybe I, I notice I'm able to kind of mm. get down and see mm-hmm. if there's more like, oh, more people have walked this way or whatever. Yeah, I would open a perception. If you, if you want to, you can also do survival. But not investigation. Um... Yeah, because I suck at both of those. Yeah, that's two. So, la-di-da. You don't. It, it, it doesn't seem as if anything's been he- more heavily trod than the others. Okay. Yeah, I follow, uh, I follow the bugbear and, and A1. How about you, Penny? Penny is just steaming and frustrated and just stomps on after them. You come into another clearing, but this time, this is the first time that it seems like it, it does look closer to the outer edge. Really looming over the edge of this, you see the villa once more, and it seems so close. Like, if you were to get to the top of the hedge, you could touch it. Uh, and in the midst of this clearing, a large round stone table lies. Um, and then on the far side of it, up against the hedge, you see that same brazier and glowing charcoal um, that you had seen at the beginning of the maze. And as you progress forward, that same 
ethereal hand appears over the table holding that sand timer and it is almost running out but before we go forward because something is going to happen in here penelope you look like you're at death's door do do we have any medicine for the poor girl do we have anything that might be able to aid her because if we come across a fight a strong wind will blow her over at this point I don't, I mean, I've, I've used so many spell slots, I'm barely hanging on myself. Mm. Penny, you have anything in her bag? I, I, I look around, nothing. I pull out the bag of holding, and I like well, rummage around. Well, I have the ring of regeneration. Oh, yeah. What did what that, does do that one do? I mean, it basically, if I was in, uh, in death saving throw, right, is when I could use it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's it? Oh, okay. But it gets me all the way to... to fully renewed right oh really if you if you choose to enact it if you choose to use it this is a ring that doesn't automatically do it you're going to have to so i can't be knocked out and use it i have to be awake you being knocked out is one thing that can get it going yeah so one of the ways that it will work is if you are in death saving throws but you can also choose to use one of its charges willingly oh Penny just turns and says, don't fuss, I have, back- I have a backup plan. And just kind of, you know, spins the ring around her finger. Okay. And she'll use All it when right. necessary. So as you, as you come more into this clearing, I, I would welcome all of you to roll perception. So 13 for me. 18. 17. Immediately, you had noticed that large round stone table, and on the far side, that familiar brazier with the glowing charcoal. But on the, if this had been at 10 o'clock for you, more at 2 o'clock on the other far side of this large stone table, you see a small mini like pool of water, a small pond in the ground. And next to it, a discarded croquet set and a wooden box that seems to be filled with old iron nails. And materializing on this stone table, you see words as if they were being etched into it forcefully. And the script reads, in common, we demand a sacrifice. Where's Aslan when you need him, right? Truly. <laughs> How do you spell croquet? That's bothering me. C-R-O-Q-U-E-T? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was going to oh, say damn. K-R-O-K-A-Y. That was not good. <laughs> that really sounds like a spelling. grocery store in the Midwest. Welcome to croquet. <laughs> Come get your rice and your milk. All right, Flayon's on the table. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, well, you two have taken your licks. I guess it's my turn. But Penny stops him and she goes, while the courage is appreciated, the Macduff mentioned willing blood. You don't, you don't bleed. Will this work? It well, said why, we why hurt a, you? It said we demand a sacrifice. I mean, all right, let's go. I, okay, don't, <laughs> don't smile and seem eager about it. 
Don't condescend you, to me moments before. You seem practically giddy about the idea. <laughs> so do you think, I mean, it could be as simple as taking a croquet mallet and a nail and driving it into my, my finger? I, d- I don't know. Mm. I mean, the sacrifice. I mean, it's got to be something meaty, right? I mean, you're not meaty, you're metal, but... Well, I did sacrifice sacrifice a few inches, if you remember, at Frankenstein's. Perhaps Mm, I can... Oh, right, those inches. Those inches. Perhaps I can sacrifice something and kind of cheat a bit and not have it be much of a sacrifice? I don't think you can... uh... I don't think this is the moment you want to cheat a bit, I'm afraid. Well, what do you want to sacrifice? A body part? Wait, uh, wait. What about your garden? What if you like, what if you like, I don't know, put a nail through part of your garden or something? I mean, I would gladly do that. I just don't know if it demands a significant sacrifice. Um, One way to find out, I guess. Do, okay, it says we demand a sacrifice. Does it have to be physical torment? Could it be giving up an item? Could it be demolishing a weapon we might have? That's a good question. When I wrote that earlier, I did, I did think about weapons that you could sacrifice. I, <laughs> I go up. I go up. I take my quarterstaff I lay it I lay it on the table and then I take a croquet mallet and I I crack it in the middle trying to crack it the weapon in half you do that and and a a single just this gust of wind kind of blows from behind you and coalesces at that that small fireplace and a single ember rises into the air and just like forms into a, a face and, and it looks at you. Is that really all that you will give us to play with? And then it swirls and just lands ferociously onto the table in front of your, your quarter staff and materializes not as a a glowing ember not as a single flame anymore but you see an armored head wearing a crown and that armored head is yours and the eyes open glowing that same sickly green that you guys had seen in the bugbear's eyes and this bertram head wearing a crown speaks but not in Bertram's voice. It's still in that triune three-in-one that you've heard over and over again so far tonight. We demand a sacrifice, and a sacrifice not only willingly given, but perhaps a sacrifice worthy of someone who has courage in their heart. They say you don't bleed, Bertram. Have you not told them? What are they talking about, Bertram? I don't know. I think they speak of lies. 
We do not lie in that way, Bertram. Uh, all right. So I turn around, kind of holding onto the croquet mallet still and kind of fiddling it with it in my fingers. So I do have blood. What? I know, it's rather odd. Shall we leave it at that? Yeah, I mean, for now. Yeah, I mean, we're going to circle. We're going to circle. We'll, we'll double definitely. On that we'll later. put a pin. I think this is yeah. a real put a pin moment. Definitely pin. Yeah, circle. Put back. a pin in that. But maybe put some of that blood on that table, Bertram. What What worries me is that I have very little of it, and unlike you, living, heart beating beings, I won't be able to bring it back, and that's where my magic comes from. Will I cease to be able to be a sorcerer if I get rid of that ma- blood? Will it stop? You'll always be a butler in my heart. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, hmm. <laughs> and as you sit, th- as you stand there deliberating too, you hear that voice again. And looking over your shoulder, you see just this this weird facsimile of your own face looking back at you. It's not just the magic, is it, Bertram? It's whose it is. Did you ever deserve this blood? There are those that would say no. There are those that say you should give it back. It was given willingly. And hmm, I'm trying to think about how I could BS if I was even able to, let's say, if I was to go into my machinery and slice something and to have my kind of blood oil come out, how I would stop that from just leaking. I don't know how I would cauterize that. Don't you have mending? Nah, I got rid of that at some point. Uh, Do you have any clamps on you? That would be the perfect point to use mending. Um, shit. Okay, let me see what I got. Let's see if I can bullshit. Could we use like a, like a, I don't even know what it would be, like a mechanics check or something to, to like work on you a little bit? Awen Awen's really pumped about seeing inside of Bertram from day <laughs> one. He's been like, this is a machine that feels and is sassy, and now it has blood. I know. It's kind of that same just absorbent fascination that sometimes people are like with the Dr. Pimple Popper. It's like, I can't, I just, there's something about this. I want to, I want to know more. As, as you're kind of looking at it in fascination and now just with, with a new, an, even just a fascination anew with a, 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 just this idea of your teammate, your friend, who already was a conundrum to you on many levels, has now a new layer to him that for some reason he was keeping from you guys. Uh, but at the same time, he has, how many more possibilities lie within? It, it just, it sparks your fascination. And as your mind is worrying, you hear Macduff behind you kind of crack his neck. 
Well, there is a brazier. There's some metal over there and some mallets. All right. Awen, you seem to know a thing or two about a thing or two about machinery and magic. It's the nicest thing you ever said to me, Bertram. Well, I need to say something nice before I put my life in your hands. Penelope, you can stay away because we just had a rather tiff, but maybe you can help encourage them. Um, I want to watch you squirm. I don't want to watch you die. I, first of all, I want to make this canon because I really like this, especially because I think croquet sets are usually like with like rich old people with big lawns usually usually using croquet sets it seems so i'm definitely pocketing a crow a croquet mallet and a couple croquet balls i think that's kind of cool i'm gonna pocket that i'm going to lay (laughs) the weird sister's like now you owe us more (laughs) you took our croquet Uh, okay go ahead i want to um I I crawl up onto the table. I lay on my back. And I I gesture for everyone to kind of come along all sides of me along the table. Like an operating table and surgeons who are going to need to be like working together to help fix this. And I undo my chest plate and I lay it to the side. I put my hand out and I say someone please give me uh, a nail. Penny goes over to the box of nails, grabs one, and then hands it over to Bertram. And I kind of take a moment to kind of like, kind of like linger our hand kind of contact for a second as I make eyes with her, just to kind of like, like Bertram's scared and he wants this to kind of be a moment of like, not apologizing, but there's something deeper between us. So like, I hope that she knows from that kind of like little moment that. Transcendent. Yeah, it's transcending that. This is bigger. Penny nods very slightly. I turn to Awen and I say, I put my life in your hands. For my first favor, I ask that you save my life. And I take one of the nails and I whisper to myself, and maybe people hear it, maybe they don't. And I say, please don't leave me, my love. And I slice, I slice one of the the gears or one of the the tubes inside my chest that has like the blood oil and it starts just like leaking onto the table The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's what it's time to call Human Be Gone. Experts in ethical human relocation. 
This job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best Manny rice bed. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Oh! Human Be Gone, coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>